Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Welcome on back, everybody, to another episode of the podcast to be named later. Noah Hiles here, taking you through the first segment of the show and lunatics pirate fans another tough one can't really sugarcoat it this was uh one of the harder pills to swallow of what has been a very frustrating and difficult season so far for the pittsburgh pirates a game that i personally thought they were going to win and as someone who's been following the team all season, who's now covering the team, who's been doing a daily podcast on the team. Uh, I think I have a good idea of this of this squad's ability and can get a gauge on what's about to happen. I'm not going to lie. Tonight's loss really surprised me, especially the way it went down. Um, could not catch a break, could not stay out of their own way, and certainly didn't get any help from people outside of the Pittsburgh Pirates organization. I'm talking about, of course, the umpires and the replay officials. Uh, we're going to get into all of that right now. Uh, but my, my first thing that I have as far as notes, and I'm sure a lot of Pirates fans are angry. They're not going to want to hear any sort of uh, positivity from me right now. But I will say this team does have fight. I mean, they say what you want about them. They don't roll over and just take these beatings. They're in a lot of close games. They just cannot seem to figure out a way how to win ball games. They certainly do figure out a way to how to lose them, though. And that goes back to something I've said what seems like countless times now this season. It's good teams find a way to win ball games. Bad teams, they find a way to lose them. And, I mean, this is... I'm not... It's, it's, it's not being overcritical by saying this is a bad baseball team right now. Worst record in baseball continues to be the case. And uh, <sighs> today's first pitch, they'll be a third of the way through the season. And they have four wins. I get that it's a 60-game season, but still four wins is... Even I think the biggest Pirate haters didn't see that one coming. Didn't see this amount of struggle coming. Uh, for this team. I think the biggest thing, and we're going to talk about this later in the show, that the, that the Pirates struggled with on Tuesday night were was uh, not taking advantage of their opposition's mistakes and the, continua- uh, the continued theme of making needless, mindless mistakes in all areas, at the plate, in the field, on the base paths, just all of it. Maybe even in coaching decisions, it's just there haven't been a lot of things going right for this team. Uh, and I and it's something, like I said, Alex and I am, are going to talk about. I, I, 
before we even record it, I can tell you we both are going to say we don't know how to fix it. I have some ideas. And I'm not going to say that everything Derek Shelton has done this year has been bad. There have been good things that he's done that have worked out. I really like the use of Derek Holland on Tuesday night. The Indians had no idea they were going to see Derek Holland. They were expecting, you know, one of the many guys out of the Pirates bullpen that they could have seen. They're probably, you know, game planning for Stratton to come in in that situation. I don't know, pick pick whoever else. But instead, they bring in a starter that wasn't scheduled to pitch in this outing. And Derek Holland came in and he actually did pretty well. Two shutout innings. It was very efficient. And uh, that was a very uh, notable or noble move, I think, on his end, embracing that role and coming in and doing a good job. So I do like some of the strategy that they have laid out. But one thing I really do not like about what the Pirates continue to do as far as strategy is the, is the construction of this lineup. Three key guys are slumping big time for the Pirates right now. Josh Bell, Brian Reynolds, Gregory Polanco. And while Bell had a double that tied the game on Tuesday night, I'm not going to say that that changes any type of feeling I have toward his overall performance this year. He's still struggling at the plate, and two guys that are doing far worse than him are Brian Reynolds and Gregory Polanco. Well, those guys hit three, five, and six in the order. If, if the three guy, if th- uh, three of your most struggling hitters are hitting almost back-to-back-to-back, doesn't that seem like a problem? I, I, it makes me wonder, have they ever thought about maybe spacing them out in the order? That way you don't have a consensus three would have been relatively easy outs this year. And again, I'm not saying that to be rude, and I, obviously Josh Bell has had, I mean, he had a great year in 2019, as did Brian Reynolds, and Polanco was great in 2018. All of them have shown that they're more than capable of putting up great offensive numbers, but when they're struggling, I don't get the decision to continue to bat these guys right next to each other in the order. When I looked at who was due up in the bottom of the 10th, I saw Moran, then I saw Reynolds and Polanco, two guys that, I don't know, did you feel confident when you saw their name due up? It's it's an interesting choice, I don't know. So they're not helping themselves, I don't think, in the lineup construction, but that's not my job to decide who bats where. And. At the end of the day, regardless of how whoever was in the lineup, they had a chance to win this game, and they made mistakes, but they weren't the only people who made mistakes. I thought they got the raw end of a deal twice by the replay system on Tuesday night. The first one being Gerard Dyson getting picked off at second from my vantage point in the press box, which is far away, granted. Um... And from what I saw in the replay, I, I think he was safe. I do. Now, I will say that that doesn't excuse him getting picked off. That shouldn't have even been a close situation. And you have a gold glove caliber catcher behind the plate in Roberto Perez. It's his first game back, but he's still, he's still Roberto Perez. He's a good catcher. He's an all-star. Jer- Gerard Dyson's got to know better than that to even put himself in a situation where something like that can occur. 
you can't even give the repay, replay officials an opportunity to mess this kind of stuff up. But that happened. And as a result, Gerard Dyson wasn't on base when Kevin Newman, just a couple of bats later, hit a single into left field that he would have easily scored on. He probably would have scored from third because Adam Frazier flew out to right field and it was deep enough for him to tag over to third base, so he would have scored easily. But even if he didn't tag, Gerard Dyson scores from second. And that hit the left field. So the game goes into extra innings. You pitch a young guy, Sam Howard, who has been doing pretty well out of the pen. Alex and I have had nothing but good things to say about Sam Howard, his slider and everything. But Sam Howard allows a moonshot that goes depending on how you viewed it, over the left field foul pole. Did it go over on the foul side of it or in the fair play side? MLB seemed to think it was a fair ball. It was a home run. I don't know. Some of the videos that I tweeted out, that other people tweeted out, that I actually retweeted, um, that surfaced online, show otherwise. That looked like it was a foul ball to me. Multiple players weighed in on that. Derek Shelton weighed in on that. Let's hear what they had to say. Yeah, I thought it was foul. Uh, I mean, we had it foul, evidently. You know, I mean, they called it fair on the field, and and with the replay, they uh, they confirmed it or it stood. But uh, from our angle, we thought it was a foul ball. Murphy thought it was foul. Gonzalez thought it was foul. So, but uh, they called it fair. Um, yeah, I mean, I definitely don't have as good of an angle. Um, I'll start with that as the umpire did. But from my angle, it definitely uh, looked foul. Yeah, and you know, I. I think they are doing a good job. Shelton and Newman is who you heard from. I think they're doing a good job of keeping their composure. They obviously they don't want to get fined. They don't want to cause a big stir up. But I mean, that's that's frustrating when you're struggling to win a game and you can't catch a break from the replay. It's designed to be there to to help bail you out when there is a questionable call. And it, it did quite literally the opposite. It, it put the nail in the coffin for the Pirates on Tuesday night, which is tough to see a struggling club go through something like that. But I guess my overall rebuttal on both of these scenarios would be don't give the replay system an opportunity to screw you over. Don't make these dumb mistakes and make it a close game. That might be asking too much from this group, and I don't say that out of malice, it's, it just might be the reality that they're going to need some luck to win any type of ball game. And when luck's not on their side, maybe they don't have a very good chance at all. I don't know. This group continues to lose. It's frustrating to see. I'm sure fans are frustrated. I'm, I know the players are frustrated. The manager's frustrated. I'm sure everyone's frustrated. I don't know many people that had high hopes for this club, but they had higher hopes in four and 19, 18, whatever they are now. I don't have the notes in front of me. But we're going to take a quick break. When we get back, Alex will join me. I'm going to pull him away from his laptop for a couple minutes. We're going to talk about more about the mistakes and uh, how they've impacted the Pirates, not only tonight, but this year and potentially how they can fix them. We'll get into all of that when we come back. Second segment of the show, Alex joins me, and buddy, what do you want to talk about here? 
man, honestly, not a whole lot, but, you know, that wouldn't be a very good second segment. <laughs> what do you want to talk about? What should we talk about? Yeah, uh, what we should talk about, I think, are all the little things. Yes. That we have seen the Pirates do wrong so far this season. And I know a lot of it, not a lot of it, but you could attribute some of it to the shorter summer camp. All right. Even though they're 19 games into it, in a regular spring training, whatever, it would still be spring training on this calendar date right now. They would still be playing spring training games. So, okay, take some of that into consideration, but there are a lot of things that this team just isn't doing right, or they make little mistakes that end up coming to bite them in the end. The big one on... On Tuesday was the G was the Gerard Dyson you know caught stealing or pickoff not caught stealing, mm-hmm. but Moran had a base running error earlier in the game, and they couldn't get a bunt down earlier in the end early or later on in the game with yeah. Adam Frazier. They Adam Frazier couldn't make you know that play on the Gerard Dyson double play and you know made Brubaker work a little harder for another inning, and those are just the mistakes that the Indians took advantage or that the Pirates, you know, that were noticeable. There were other ones like the Bach. The Bach? Uh, that the happened. cross up? The cross up. There was Josh Bell not fielding the bunt properly and only getting one out on something that could have been a double play. Yep. Uh, what happened after? Oh, Stallings lost a foul ball that was hit approximately 30 miles into the sky. I don't think I've seen a foul ball hit higher. I mean, that was that was very impressive, impressive, but at the same time, I mean, you're a catcher that's here for your defense. That's an out. And in in that circumstance, it didn't necessarily hurt the Pirates, but in another game, that's the next pitch goes over the right field wall. You know, that's kind of how it's been for this team this year. And on the flip side, this is a team that does not take advantage of their opposition's mistakes. And I talked about that in the first segment of the show, how they get a break with the Santana getting eaten up. They get uh, they, in, the, in the bottom of the ninth, they get that break with the bunt mishap, and they, they, they go and shoot themselves in the foot. And that's, I don't know. Is, I don't know if that falls on players not being prepared from lack of practice, lack of repetition, maybe it's coaching, maybe it's something else. I, I don't know what it is. But this is this is stuff that would happen under Clint Hurdle and he would get crushed for it. When when certain guys make these mistakes in the past, guys like Martin Polanco, they would get crushed for it. But now it just seems to be the whole team. You know, and it's one thing it'd be one thing if it was Jared Oliva who's who's picked off at second base it would be another thing if it was you know Cabrian Hayes you know not making or Jason Martin or or Jason Martin or something but it's different it hits different whenever it's Gerard Dyson who makes that mistake play and Dyson's you know he's filled everything that the parts of wanting you know out of that clubhouse leader people respect him he's you know kept you know, some aspects of this team loose. You know, Cole Tucker has cited him several times for, you know, trying to, you know, learn outfield and what Dyson has brought to the table there. That's important. But as a ball player, he's not part of this future Pirates team's plans. And people can argue right now that, you know, they would rather have, 
a Martin or Oliva up in the major or leagues Cole right Tucker now. getting more reps or Cole Tucker getting more reps yeah. right now I mean it's just not a good situation I think that's the big thing of all because Frazier is going to be a very likely trade candidate if not during this actual trade deadline which I don't think is actually going to be that active, active. yeah in the off season, uh, Josh Bell is a guy who had very likely, or there's at least a very high percentage chance he will not be a pirate opening day 2021. It's different whenever it's those guys making the mistakes because it's like, A, not only does it hurt your trade value, but you're here and the reason why they didn't tear down was they wanted to actually give an honest look and an honest shot of, all right, look, Go for it. Let's see what you can do as a group. Maybe you could surprise some people and get in as a wild card whenever the season started. It, they're, they're not now, and they're losing in ugly ways that a team that – they're not that young. This is a team no. that a lot of players have been in the majors four or five years, and they're losing ways that they should not lose games. And I think another frustrating aspect of it too, Alex, is – a lot of these mistakes come after initial positive moments. It's like one step forward, two steps back, where Dyson gets on base to lead off the top of, or the bottom of the ninth inning. I mean, I can't think of a pirate that I'd rather have running the bases than Gerard Dyson in the bottom of the ninth inning when he's the winning run. Yeah. And then he gets into scoring position and makes this mistake. Colin Moran gets on base. And he, he's on base with, I, I think they were still tied maybe when he got double out or when he was a, a part of that fielder's choice. Um, but, yeah, it's just like when you make errors on the base pass, you must have did something good to get on base. And to, to cancel that positive momentum, a team that is so desperate in, in need of anything positive. I mean, every time this team gets a hit, every time this team gets a, someone with running on – gets a runner in scoring position it's it's exciting because every run has really been a struggle this year for the team and I'm not trying to sound dramatic when I say that it's just the reality the offense has been very hard to come by in 2020 and when you make outs on the base paths when you make mistakes in the field and you give away runs when you make it harder for a rookie pitcher and maybe force his pitch count to go up and he can't go another inning you don't have guys to throw in extra innings then or throw later in the game. It's just you, this is not a team, like you said, that can make they, – they cannot afford to make it harder to win ball games. They don't have enough talent to do that. You know, in, in 2013, 14, and 15, they would make similar mistakes to this, but they had enough talent to get by. You know, the, the guys who would make the mistake, oh, it's okay. McCutcheon will make up for it. Neil Walker will make up for it. Pedro Alvarez will make up for it. That's not happening now. And so if you want to be anywhere near competitive, this has to stop. And I don't know how it does because regardless of when the season started, it's August. It's a third of the way through when the first pitch is thrown today. So come on now. I mean, this is their job. This is something that it has to be fixed. And I, I, I don't necessarily know if it's going to be fixed this season maybe it gets rectified next year in spring training maybe it gets rectified with a new group of players to me when you see errors like this when you're seeing errors in the field and on the base paths like what the pirates are making to me more than anything else that shows that you're not mentally all the way there 
and that that's a tough call to make. I get it. I'm not like sitting here saying that they're not caring, but I am saying that maybe a little bit more focus would prevent these mistakes in the future. I I won't go with the focus or the caring angle of it. I think it's. And what is it? I, I don't know what it is. It's, I don't think it's... Because it doesn't take talent to know how to run the bases. Yes, it does. Yes, it does. I think, I mean, it it does, but not to a talent of what these guys should not already have. I, no, I'm going to disagree. I don't think it's a lack of focus. I don't think it's, I don't think, what happened to Colin Moran wasn't because running, trying to run in second base in that ball in the Bermuda Triangle that he just lost... I don't think that was a lack of focus or knowledge. That was, I was just, he couldn't see the play. And maybe the lesson you take from that is, no, 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 you're supposed to stand here. You know, don't be in a position where, you know, you can't see the play. Like, take that extra step or two to first base or even second base, one of the two, commit out of the two. It's, I don't know if they can fix all this in 2020. I will agree with you on that. It, just because it's a short season. There are 41 games left. There are 40 days left in the season. I don't know how much you can actually work on a lot of this stuff now. Uh, honestly, because... Well, uh, here's the thing. There's only a hand. There's only so much you can actually had, practice. They had a, an entire week to basically practice and do nothing else. Well, half this of that week, they, 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 they couldn't do anything. But, yeah. but still, I mean, they've had... I know they had a practice on on what was it Sunday or Monday? They Sunday worked out and Monday. at yeah. Sunday they had the practice. Monday they had some pitchers throw. Yeah, so I mean you've had some practices there, and those those days are probably going to come again before the season ends. If I had to guess, maybe that's a time. But I mean, I still even feel that's like that's a day. That's a band aid on it. This is something that there's a reason why spring training is six weeks long. I guess so. Alex, that's all we got for today. Any final thoughts? You seem you seem down in the dumps. Uh, no final thought for this one. I got nothing. No the final wit, thought? The wit is failing me here. The wit is failing you, huh? I saw Ollie. I saw Ollie leap over first base heading that back to the nice. dugout. That yes. was nice. Uh, good to be back on the beat with you. Yes. And uh, looking forward to continuing Pirates coverage and continuing the show. We'll have another episode tomorrow morning. Be sure to check it out here on DK Sports Radio.